What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. Here's how the show goes. You hit me up with three to five questions per episode dealing with anything and everything from morality to spirituality to relationship advice, apologetics, evangelization, catechesis, dogma, discipleship works of charity acts of justice the list goes on i will then sit with your questions pray with them study and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity uh, however my disclaimer is this i'm not perfect therefore the advice that i share with you that i give to you might not actually be good for you if that's the case then i want to give you the freedom to reject whatever it is that i say that does not help you to grow in your relationship with jesus christ but if my advice is helpful though difficult, I want to encourage you to lean into Christ in prayer and study in the sacraments and fellowship so that God can give you the graces you may need over time to fulfill the demands of discipleship. On today's show, we are going to enter together into Holy Week. It is that season has come upon us, the most holy season of the year. And uh, I just want to pray with you as we enter into it. But before we enter into praying and meditating on Holy Week, I want to share with you a glory story. Right, so my glory story is this that uh it's the easter vigil is coming up and y'all i'm just so i'm so excited um i i just i love the fact that man it's just the body of christ the way teamwork teamwork makes the dream work i have i have such a great team of intentional disciples of jesus christ here on our campus here at holy rosary in santa Ma. men and women who are rooted in god and they're rooted in prayer and they're rooted in study and they're rooted in fellowship and they just love the Lord so much. They've gone out to the community to share their fruits of their relationship with Jesus Christ over these past few years. And so this year for our Easter Vigil Mass, we have over 47 people coming into the church to receive the sacraments, to be baptized and to be confirmed and to receive their first Holy Communion. And I am, I'm just so, so grateful to be able to walk with these people. I mean, last year, I celebrated the Easter Vigil with just myself and three seminarians. And it was super beautiful, it was super powerful uh, to celebrate the liturgy that way. But this year to be welcoming so many brothers and sisters, not only back into worship at Mass, but to into the sacramental life of the church. And it's all because of the grace of God, but through the team of disciples who I'm able to collaborate with here at the parish. So I my, my glory story is just I'm grateful for my team. I'm grateful that they make up where I'm lacking, that we are all necessary members of the body of Christ, that none of us have all the gifts, but we all um, use the gifts that God has given us in collaboration with each other. And because of that, so many other people in our land and the geographical boundaries of this community have been able to um, encounter Jesus in a very powerful way. And so I'm just so grateful, and I look forward to, to, to seeing these these men, these women uh, become saints and really, really grow in, in intimacy with Christ and have their minds renewed through the sacrament of graces and be inspired by the Lord to go out, uh, to go out into the community, to invite more people to the person 
who we were all created for us, the person Jesus. So that's my glory story. I'm just, I'm super excited about, about Holy Week, y'all. I'm so grateful. All right. So um, let's jump into the show. Nestled under the warm Florida sun is a university whose name indicates a vocational call. Ave Maria, Latin for Hail Mary, recalls the angel Gabriel's announcement to Mary of her future vocation, becoming the mother of God. Enriched by God's grace, Mary freely ascends to this call. This is the model for all students. Come to Ave Maria University, where we offer a liberal arts curriculum buoyed by the sacraments. This empowers you to clearly see your vocational call, whatever that might be. Ave Maria University, your vocation location. Visit AveMaria.edu or call 1-833-AMUSWFL. We're going to pray with Holy Week. So, you know, Holy Week really begins with Palm Sunday, Passion Sunday. And I, I woke up on Palm Sunday this this year, uh, this week at like 1.30. Uh, I think I went to bed at a reasonable time, uh, maybe 9 something and when I woke up, I just, I was like, I was wide awake. So I was like, all right, God, I'm just going to pray. So I put up my Bible and began to read. And I was, as I was praying with scripture, as I was praying with the word of God, I was just in awe of how quickly the people went from singing Hosanna, Hosanna to Jesus, like welcome God, you are welcome in this place. Oh, what's this? The song by Will Reagan. Ah, how's it go? You're welcome in this place. I can't even think of it, but um, but anyways, but they were like loving on Jesus and they wanted Jesus and they they were singing Hosanna. And then in less than a week, they went from singing Hosanna to Jesus Christ to ignoring him and to betraying him and abandoning him, to imprisoning him and mocking him and misunderstanding him, to cursing him, to shouting crucify him to actually crucify him how did, how did we go this far in less than a week and I, as i began to like sit with that i was just i was just drawn i believe by the lord to reflect upon my own life and how quickly i can go from you know praising god in the breviary or adoring god in the blessed sacrament or worshiping god at the holy sacrifice of the mass or reflecting on the life of christ in the and the most holy rosary to, to being frustrated with brothers and sisters who are made in the image of God, other members of the body of Christ to, to judging them and being critical of them. And how many times uh, we've, we've gone from worship at mass to getting in the car and then we're driving and then we, we get, we get frustrated in traffic and we begin to think negative thoughts about other people who are made in the image of God. And sometimes we even say things that are not beautiful or good and true uh, about them. And, and then we, we see people on the side of the road and we, we ignore them. People who are made in the image of God, who are members of the body of Christ, who Jesus Christ identifies himself with in Matthew 25, when he says, you know, I was hungry and you gave me nothing. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing. And, and we see these people who are, 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 you know, image bearers of God and we just ignore them, pick up the phone and begin to talk about people, talk about people who are members of the body of Christ, talk about Jesus and his body how often have I been guilty of that? Then we get home and we we watch something on the news that we know is not edifying to God. It's, it's gossiping about other people. It's just not good for the 
for the heart, for the mind. Uh, how many times do we do this? How many times do we turn on the radio station? There's a song on that we know is not edifying to the Lord and we just listen to it anyway because we say, well, it's, it's not that bad. We justify it. We deny Jesus again and again and again. We deny Jesus in the poor. We deny Jesus in, in so many other places and spaces in our lives, in our families, in our work, just like the people did 2,000 years ago who at one point went from singing Hosanna to then shouting crucify him. As we continue to enter deeper into Holy Week, a lot of the priests would gather together to celebrate the Chrism Mass with the bishop. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful liturgy. You know, for me this year, I was just drawn to my promises that I made, my promises of, of you know, prayer and simplicity of life and chaste celibacy and obedience to my bishop and uh, I just, the promises of God have been such a gift to me. They've been such a gift. Um, and yeah, but I just, it, it was so, it was such a beautiful homily my bishop gave at the mass, reminding all of us that our priesthood is not our own, that we, our priesthood would never turn out the way we think it's going to turn out. And, and it's not about us making the priesthood what we want it to be or, or making the church what we want her to be, but it's about receiving the gift that is before us and serving the needs that are presented to us by our superiors. And, and I was just praying with like, man, my promise, like Jesus, like you are still, you're still, it's like the song by Shania Twain. You're still the one, you're still the one I want to. You're still the one I something. Ooh, ooh. you're still the one I something, something. You're still the one. You know, you're still the one, God. You're still the one for me. You're still my first and only love. You're still the one who I will follow wherever you want me to go. You are still enough for me. You are still sufficient for me, God. You are still my everything. You are still the first thought in my mind when I wake up in the morning, the last thought I, in my mind before I go to bed. God, you are still, you are still the one, right? You are still sufficient. Oh man, he's so good. And so just like reflecting on that and and how the enemy will tempt me to do good things that will just move my heart a little bit away from Jesus being you know, my one and only love from Jesus being the one who dictates where I go and just to be aware of that, you know, aware of the subtle attacks of the enemy to to not be faithful to my promises in the sense of like not reverencing Jesus as the proper place that he needs to be in my heart, in my mind, in my life. So we go from celebrating the Christmas Mass to entering into the Mass of the Lord's Supper. And I, I love to pray with scripture as I enter into, you know, deeper into Holy Week, because when you go to the Mass of the Lord's Supper, at the Last Supper, Jesus Christ, you know, he told the apostles, like, y'all are all going to abandon me straight up. Somebody's going to betray me. Peter, you're going to deny me three times. You all will abandon me. And yet he still said, this is my body given up for you. Like, he knew they were going to hurt him, and he still gave them, Peter and James and John and Matthew, he still gave Thomas the body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. This is my body. And he knew they were going to hurt him. And then after he ordained them, at the Last Supper, he washed their feet and he ordained them to the priesthood. He invited them to go with him to the Garden of Gethsemane. And he gave them like the very first, like the very first mandate before he said, go out and teach and preach and heal and baptize and proclaim the gospel. The very first thing he invited them to do was to sit with him and to watch and to pray. And I think it's really important as disciples of Jesus Christ in the 21st century to always remember this before we do the work the very necessary work of discipleship, of evangelization, of catechesis, of justice, of charity. Before we do that work of the sacraments, the very first thing our Lord invites us all to do is to sit with Him and to watch and to pray. 
to be before we do, to be in relationship with him before we do the work, to take on that disposition, that posture of St. Mary Magdalene, who sat at the feet of Jesus while her sister Martha worked, to prioritize the one thing that is necessary before we do many good things. Many good things will follow from doing the one thing. And so I think it's really important, especially on Holy Thursday, to really just examine our our own relationship with Jesus and our prayer. How consistent and intentional have we been with setting aside time to be alone with the one who our hearts were created for, to look at him, to listen to him, to be with him, to abide with him? How often have we ignored him and longed more to spend time with books or with blogs or with shows or with social media or with other people, places, and things above and beyond being just simply with him for him, not for what he can do for us, but just to be with him, to be attentive to his suffering. Whenever he was in the garden, he was suffering. And the apostles were, they were close to him, but they were so negligent. They were so unaware because they weren't focusing on him. They were in the presence of God, but they were not present to God. God, how many times have I entered into your presence, but not really been present to you? I've been focusing on so many other passing things. God, help me. Help me, God. Help me to be present to you while I'm in your presence. Hmm. What follows Holy Thursday is the betrayal of Jesus, being abandoned, being imprisoned. Good Friday arrives, and now Jesus is spit upon and he's, he's stripped, he's attacked. And as we enter into Good Friday, I think it's just important to, to recognize that everything that we could ever experience on earth, being misunderstood by other people, being mocked, being gossiped about, being cursed, being stripped, abused, abandoned, betrayed, crucified, and the many different ways that can happen to us. Whatever we go through, Jesus Christ himself already went through. And it's important for us to lean into Jesus so that we will respond the way he responds at all times, in all places, in all spaces. Peace be with you. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus was rooted in prayer while he was being crucified. He recited the Psalms. I think sometimes whenever we go through profound suffering, we don't even know how to pray. We can imitate Jesus if we could just pray the Psalms. When he said, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? He was reciting a Psalm. Recite the Psalms. Allow the, those inspired words of the sacred text, the sacred scripture to, to be our words when we cannot think of something to say. Jesus forgave people who didn't even apologize as they were cursing him, as they were abusing him. He was forgiving them. He was praying for them. This is our disposition. I cannot tell you how many times in my life I've been uh, falsely accused by people of of saying things or doing things. Uh, I've been misunderstood by people. How many times I've been mocked. And there's a temptation from the enemy to respond with the mind of the world and with the words of the enemy. But that would never bring peace And so we could choose to imitate Jesus and say, I'm just going to pray. I'm going to fast. There's there's always a time. There's always a place that's appropriate for, for speaking up and speaking out against, you know, people and speaking up for ourselves. But sometimes the Lord just calls us to enter into prayer, to enter into fasting, to choose forgiveness, 
to proclaim peace to other people in the midst of the sins they're committing against us. Sometimes that's what the Lord calls us to do. Other times he calls us to flip tables. And when he calls us to flip tables, we should be obedient and flip those tables good <laughs> and enjoy it. <laughs> but, but sometimes God does just invite us to take on that posture of humility. Mm. So Good Friday, we are encouraged and invited to ask God, what are you doing within me in this moment of my life? What follows Good Friday is the death of Jesus, his descent. You know, I, um, I don't know if you are able to pray with the Liturgy of the Hours, but Office of Readings and the Liturgy of the Hours on Holy Saturday is so beautiful. There's a reflection from an ancient homily on the Lord's descent into hell. I'm going to read you a little section. In this section of the Office of Readings from the Liturgy of the Hours, it says this, What's happening? Today there's a great silence over the earth, a great silence and a stillness, a great silence because the king sleeps. The earth was in terror and was still because God slept in the flesh and raised up those who were sleeping from the ages. God has died in the flesh and the underworld has trembled. Truly he goes to seek out our first parents like a lost sheep. He wishes to visit those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. He goes to free the prisoner Adam and his fellow prisoner Eve from their pains, he who is God and Adam's son. The Lord goes into them holding his victorious weapon, his cross. When Adam, the first created man, sees him, he strikes his breast in terror and calls out, My Lord be with you all. And Christ then replies, says to Adam, and with your spirit. And grasping his hand, he raises him up, saying, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. I am your God who for your sake became your son, who for your you and your descendants now speak and command with authority those in prison. I command you awake, sleeper. I have not made you to be held a prisoner in the underworld. Arise from the dead. Ah, y'all, if you have time, go and pray with the office of readings. Can you imagine what that must have been like for Adam and Eve to see Jesus? To see their son? Their son. And Jesus is the son of Adam and Eve because Mary is a descendant of Adam and Eve and Mary is the mother of God. To see him, to hear, to look at, I guess to just experience the way he looks at them, how much shame they must have been carrying for all the people that have suffered because of their, their, their fault. But oh, happy fault. Look, God came through. God came through for them. He did not forget them and he will not forget us. Then, we enter into the resurrection. The resurrection, Mary Magdalene encounters Jesus and she does not recognize him. When she hears him call her name, she goes to him. She goes to Jesus and she tries to grasp at him, to possess him the way she once possessed him before. And he says, do not hold on to me. He invites her to a new relationship with him. And this Easter Sunday, God is inviting us as well to a new relationship to not hold on to the things that we may have clinged to before, things that are good that we must, must have grasped at before. He's inviting us, this is a new season. I want you to be open to receive me in new ways, to trust me that I will come through for you in the way that is best for you, but you are not to grasp at what was, but to receive what is, to receive what is. Jesus in his resurrection goes to the apostles and he says, peace be with you. Peace be with you. 
Thomas wasn't there and Thomas must have felt rejected and humiliated. Why would Jesus appear to everyone but him? So Jesus comes back and he sees how wounded Thomas is. And he says, Thomas, put your hands in my wounds. Thomas, place your hands in my wounds. Sit with me here. Hmm. He said, peace be with you to the apostles. And maybe Peter thought, you're not talking to me. You can't be talking to me because I denied you three times. So Peter left and he went away. He'll be a fisherman again. But Jesus went after Peter again in his resurrection. He went to Peter again and he invited Peter three times. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And no matter how many times we may walk away from Jesus, he comes back to us. He comes after us. And he asks us again and again and again, do you love me? Because I love you. There's so much in the resurrection that we can pray with, that we can sit with, that we can praise God for. This Holy Week, I want to encourage you to make this the best Holy Week of your life by entering deep into relationship with God and His Word and the sacred scriptures so that He may communicate to you in a way that is unique for you and Him to abide with each other on earth. If we can abide with God on earth and persevere in this relationship, then our Lord promises us that we too will experience the joy of the resurrection And we will be reunited, reunited, and it feels so good, body and soul, before the throne of God, with all the angels and all the saints, forever and ever and ever.